For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Season 4 of The Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom, where we discuss business agility through customer experience, employee experience, and digital transformation. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom. The Agile World Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. For more information, go to techsystems.com. To read more about the topics discussed on this show, you can go to my website at gregkilstrom.com and read my latest articles or get a copy of my latest book, Meaningful Measurement of the Customer Experience, now available on Amazon and other retailers. Before we get started, I'd like to introduce you to a new sponsor of the show, Basecamp. Throughout my career, whether it was at my own agency or now as a consultant, Basecamp is what I've always relied on to help keep projects on track, on schedule, and on budget. It takes a straightforward approach to project management It streamlines workflow management and definitely keeps the team in the loop and on top of ongoing updates, which are all major components in a smooth running operation. No matter if it's a simple campaign or a multi-million dollar project, Basecamp has been a key ingredient in the recipe for a successful project and business. Go to basecamp.com slash agile and sign up today to start a free 30-day trial. There's no credit card required and you can cancel online at any time. If you want to know if Basecamp is right for your team, signing up for that free trial is the best way to do so. Remember to go to Basecamp.com Agile, that's Basecamp.com A-G-I-L-E, to get your free trial. Thank you, Basecamp, for sponsoring this episode. Now, let's meet our guest. My name is Greg Kilstrom, and I'm the host of the Agile Brand Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about creating a great post-purchase customer experience. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Arena Padabnaya, founder of TrackMage. Arena, welcome to the show. Thank you, Greg. Uh, really excited to be here with you today. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. Um, so before we uh, get into it here, why don't you start by giving a little background on yourself and as well as a brief introduction to TrackMage. Uh, I started uh, off uh, my career as a sales uh, professional, uh, and at some point I just decided to move to China and start my own business at the same time. It wasn't a very smart idea. Uh, and uh, when we moved to China, we were uh, running a fulfillment center there. 
uh, where we were fulfilling a lot of orders and uh, shipping them across uh, the globe. So uh, that was the point uh, where we discovered uh, the importance of uh, post-purchase experience uh, and exactly how it uh, influenced our income uh, and profit. Uh, so what we've been seeing is that customers, they got really anxious waiting for the goods and especially from China, that takes a lot of time to ship them uh, and for them to get the products. So we discovered that uh, when we provided the proactive updates, uh, we, we've seen less uh, chargebacks and refunds. Uh, and that's when we realized that uh, this probably is a pain point uh, on its own that can be solved for more businesses than ours. Uh, that's when the Trek Mage uh, was born, uh, literally crafted in the trenches when we were solving our own problem. Uh, and later on, uh, when uh, everything transitioned online and uh, we uh, actually, that business uh, in China closed, uh, so we moved back uh, to Bulgaria. Uh, and that's when we uh, discovered that we can just make it at its own product. Yeah. So that's how uh, my journey started. That's great. Yeah. And so you have real firsthand experience with the, some of the challenges as well as the opportunities that, that this product TrackMage uh, provides. So that's, that's great. Well, um, let's, let's start by talking about uh, what it takes to create a great post-purchase customer experience. So to start, let's talk about some of the pain points. Uh, so what, what do brands often get wrong with their post-purchase experience? Well, they're Quite frankly, there are a lot of things that can go wrong uh, with post-purchase experience, but the most common one is not having post-purchase experience. Mm -hmm. uh, literally, there is just a buy button, uh, the customer places an order, and then nothing happens for maybe a couple of days or maybe a couple of weeks. And the customer just uh, kind of forgets about uh, their purchase, uh, and uh, the brand is literally expecting no reaction from the customer. Uh, and that's why we're getting a lot of customer support requests and we're getting swamped with uh, questions like, uh, where is my order? Uh, and there is a term in uh, supply chain management. Uh, it's called uh, Vismo. Uh, where is my order? <laughs> exactly. Uh, that uh, acronym stands for that uh, question, which comprises up to 70% of uh, customer support load uh, in retail. Wow. So. Yeah, uh, so the post-purchase experience is very important if you want to not only create a good uh, relationship with a customer, uh, it's to uh, just literally protect your business from chargebacks, refunds, uh, and other, uh, and even create, creating the load on your customer support. So post-purchase experience, uh, it's not only uh, for creating customer retention and loyalty, uh, but also for uh, lowering the cost of doing business with those customers. Yeah, and I think that's that's interesting because you know some organizations they might have skeptics. Let's let's call it of people that are not necessarily sold on going above and beyond. You know, on the customer experience, that sounds like a lot of it sounds expensive to those that don't really understand the value in it. So it. Looking at it, almost it's almost risk mitigation, right? Is 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 a way to look at it. It's almost risk prevention, I would say, yeah. because uh, it's much easier to justify the costs uh, when the fire is already happening. Mm -hmm. So we are putting out fires upon fires upon fires, and we uh, literally feel like we are doing something meaningful. But when we switch into the fire prevention mode, uh, and when we look for optimization points. Uh, 
that can prevent uh, bad customer experience in the first place. Those negative reviews uh, on social media or uh, those uh, different uh, customer complaints that uh, we're, we're getting as retailers. Uh, so when we are switching to uh, fire prevention mode, we literally uh, revolutionize our business because all those problems, they stop plaguing uh, the supply chain and uh, the marketing department and like all the uh, marketing literally comes from the customers because they have good customer experience, they share good reviews and the business grows. Yeah. Yeah. So what about companies that are doing it right? What are they doing differently? How are they thinking about this post-purchase customer experience? So the, the companies that are uh, thinking right, uh, they put uh, customer experience and post-purchase customer experience as part of marketing. Uh, the common belief uh, in the industry is that uh, the customer support uh, and post-purchase experience are the cost centers, but really uh, they are the profit centers. So when you have a, a good post-purchase experience, uh, you actually uh, create this trust between you and the customer. And the customers, uh, they tend to buy more uh, from the brands whom they trust. And uh, if you uh, invest in a good post-purchase experience and you invest in good uh, customer support, you actually invest in those customers' second purchase, third purchase, fourth, and so on. So you literally create a more sustainable business that grows uh, exponentially. Because uh, what tends to happen uh, in the industry is that uh, marketing is mo mainly focused around customer acquisition, yeah. not customer retention. So when you are retaining those customers, you don't really have to acquire that many customers anymore to continue growing. Yeah, I mean, I think there's always so many shifts in industries. And, you know, I think, so I think there's been a bit of a focus on separating marketing and customer experience. But I, I hear you say this and, and totally agree with you that there is such a, there's an opportunity. I mean, often with, with customers that I work with, we're looking at things like customer lifetime value, which, you know, is not just a, a an acquisition play. It's a, it's exactly what you're saying, which is, okay, let's, let's certainly get the customer in the door, but, but let's, let's, make sure they're happy and they're buying again and they're buying more, they're buying more often and they're, you know, bringing their friends too. Right. So yeah. I think, I think that's, um, you know, what, what advice would you have to, to a company where, you know, they're, they're having a hard time making that case. I would definitely start from troubleshooting uh, all the points of contact. Uh, and seeing how the customer experience actually looks from uh, the outside. Mm -hmm. So literally buy your own product uh, and uh, buy it from a mystery shopping, uh, like another email, another address, so that your employees don't uh, really understand that it's you, uh, and see uh, how it looks from the customer's standpoint. So do do I answer the customer uh, requests? Uh, how long does it take to get an email? Uh, what information did you get? What information didn't you get? Uh, how, like, how did it look? <laughs> I mean, in the end, uh, when you received the uh, product, uh, were you asked to leave a review? Uh, when were you asked to leave a review? Because sometimes uh, that only happens if the customer reaches out to customer support and then uh, they are asked to evaluate the service. But usually when people reach out to customer support, something already went wrong so that they had to ask. Yeah. 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 And so just for just for clarification as well, um, what are there any industries or any 
you know, focus areas that TrackMage deals with just to kind of get a sense of your, your customer base? TrackMage is exclusively working with e-commerce uh, and uh, we are working with uh, those businesses that have some physical goods uh, that are moving from uh, point A to point Z. Yeah. Uh, so we are uh, mainly in... Uh, Physical goods. So yeah. we, we don't uh, help with uh, digital products or uh, some courses or other uh, stuff that doesn't have to be shipped. Got it. Got it. And then by that token, I, I would imagine if, if you're selling digital goods, there there can be that instant gratification of like download or, um, you know, get instant access. But yeah, the companies that you're dealing with, there is that there's that wait time. There's the delivery experience. There's all there's the. I guess the hassle of returning if if they need to return stuff. So there's there's a lot of challenges, but there's also a lot of opportunity, right? Definitely, uh, the online retailers and uh, wholesalers they have uh, very unique challenges, and uh, it's borderline uh, between marketing and uh, and supply chain and all the hard uh, stuff uh, of yeah. a business. Um, what are what trends are you seeing? Um, I, obviously, over the last few years, there's been a a lot of things. Um, going on a lot of a lot of changes, supply chain issues, all all of those kinds of things. But you know what what trends are you seeing now that um, companies in e-commerce selling physical goods should you know should pay attention to? Uh, well, I'm seeing a very interesting trend uh, that started uh, recently uh, and it's getting uh, stronger. Uh, so it started recently with uh, Shopify, for example, uh, inviting influencers and creators to the platform. Uh, also, there was another platform, I don't remember their name, uh, that launched uh, <laughs> that launched TikTok endorsements, uh, paid TikTok endorsements platform where uh, the customers can actually uh, just record a video of them using the product and uh, they are going to get paid once they post it on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what uh, I'm seeing is this merger uh, between creative uh, side of uh, social media uh, and uh, retail. Uh, so it's uh, more and more intertwined uh, and more and more uh, those influencers uh, from uh, various platforms, they're gaining uh, power uh, over uh, consumer needs. Uh, so if, for example, uh, one of the Kardashians uh, showed a product, uh, there is definitely going to be demand for that product. Right, right. So uh, like what I'm seeing right now with uh pandemic or no pan no pandemic uh, is that uh, creators are more and more important right now uh, on the platforms and uh, overall uh, over the internet great, great. so uh, let's let's switch topics here a little bit um, I see that you have a background in lean six Sigma um, I we, we share that um, I, it sounds like you might have a little more experience in practice with it but just curious about a couple things so can you talk a little bit about you know how you've used that approach and where you've seen the greatest success using lean six Sigma well uh, we've used uh, lean six Sigma in multiple uh optimization endeavors. Uh, so basically just a typical Lean Six Sigma project uh, where we take uh, a, like a not straightforward process with multiple moving parts and people in place. Uh, and then we uh, apply Lean Six Sigma to really clarify uh, what are the metrics, uh, what should be uh, optimized. And usually what we tend to find are those uh, friction or acceleration points. So the friction points uh, are the ones that are slowing the growth uh, or resulting in some uh, rework or returns or refunds, uh, exactly what I was talking about yeah. in the beginning. Uh, 
uh, and uh, the acceleration points are the ones that uh, actually uh, propel uh, the growth. Uh, something like the customer sharing a review on uh, social media uh, or the customer inviting their friend to make a purchase uh, or some other things that uh, don't cost the brand any money, uh, but actually bring extra sales in. Yeah. So with Lean Six Sigma, yeah, uh, all of those uh, metrics, they contribute to the final result. So what we discovered with uh, a lot of uh, e-commerce uh, companies is that uh, they have even challenges with uh, some things like uh, accounting, bookkeeping, or counting the money. Uh, a lot of businesses don't even know if they lost the money or uh, earned the money uh, when they're selling the products. Yeah. which is really fun uh, to work with because you invest, uh, let's say, uh, $20,000 and then you get, uh, what, uh, minus uh, 3000 in return. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. So with Lean Six Sigma in place, uh, we were able to help those businesses actually straighten the process out and understand if they're losing money or they're uh, earning money. Uh, and uh, based on Lean Six Sigma, we were also able to tell uh, which products uh, were uh, gaining that uh, like the most growth uh, for the business versus the ones that were actually uh, the lost leaders, uh, but were not really influencing much of the customer acquisition. Yeah, that's great. So how about how about the relationship between Lean Six Sigma and Agile? Um, do they, you know, how do they work together? Do they work together? How, how have you seen them coexist, um, if if that's possible? Well, this is the, probably my favorite question out of all the questions <laughs> that you've asked. So uh, this one is, uh, so what I usually explain is that Lean Six Sigma is applicable when the process is predictable or when you have a standard result. Yeah. And Agile uh, works with uh, unpredictable or very dynamic environment where you uh, have uh, changes upon changes and uh, you have to adapt all the time. So, uh, for example, e-commerce business uh, has both parts and uh, different uh, uh, kinds of processes uh, should be applied to those uh, two different uh, parts. So uh, the part that is Agile and definitely stays Agile all the time is marketing. Because you always need to create new uh, inventive ways uh, to acquire customers, to create uh, different campaigns, uh, and it's never uh, it's never uh, the same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, when it comes to shipping products, uh, restocking, uh, making sure that the inventory is there, making sure that uh, the shipments are getting getting shipped on time, this is lean. Uh, because uh, this process is predictable and uh, shipping one package uh, doesn't differ from shipping another package. Yeah. Unlike in marketing where you, like every creative mm. is unique uh, and uh, you, you have to produce different creatives for different campaigns. Yeah. Yeah. I like that way of putting it. And, and it's, you know, it's good to know that they, they can, co it's, it's basically using the right tool for the job. Right. And, yeah. you, and those can, to your point, there's plenty of room for both in, in, in a lot of organizations, probably in most organizations, I would say, cause there are, there are definitely going to be repeatable. If, if nothing was repeatable that you'd have problems too. Right. So, yeah. yeah. 
being yeah. too agile is called Kanban. <laughs> like <laughs> right. where you you literally just like, oh yes, uh, this is the new fire, this is the new priority. And sometimes the companies they never get out of this uh, perpetual Kanban where like, oh, uh, let's fix this next. Uh, this is the new fire. This is the new priority. Uh, and uh, we've all seen those companies where the uh, urgent, important, critical, uh, top priority is the only way to tell that this is actually the, the thing they're working on. Yeah, you have to keep creating new labels almost for for higher <laughs> priority or something like that. Yeah, because everyone is hysterically waiting for the next uh, big thing, and they are always just like, okay, uh, what what is uh, more important than critical? Probably urgent, right? <laughs> right, right, right. It's like naming a document final, you know, like never ever do that because it's never going to be the final draft of a document. Right? Yeah, so. I've seen some of those cases where like it's a final, final, final. Oh, right, <laughs> right, right. Or final version 23 or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, um, one last question before we wrap up here. Um, you know, we talked about some trends and, and certainly some best practices, but, you know, in as as an e-commerce organization is looking at the months ahead, what advice would you have for them? Like, what what should they be looking into and trying to do as they as they navigate, uh, you know, the next the next few months? Uh, I would definitely advise to uh, focus on customer retention. Uh, because uh, the trend suggests that we are entering recession. Some people already say that uh, we've entered recession. Uh, previously, when uh, COVID hit, uh, everyone was talking about trying times. Oh, we didn't even know. At that right. point, everything uh, everything was growing, especially uh, online retail, uh, e like the e-commerce businesses, they were booming right. uh, because everyone uh, was buying online uh, due to the simple fact that they couldn't go to the stores uh, yeah. and they couldn't uh, restock. But now, uh, when the COVID uh, is no longer big news and uh, like everyone calmed down a little bit, we're uh, seeing the rebound uh, when the consumers, they stop spending that much uh, and uh, they just try to save. Uh, and also the news contribute to that because everyone is saying like recession, recession, recession. Uh, so that uh, actually creates this uh, consumer, uh, like I would say, scarcity. Uh, yeah. mindset in their uh, mind. Uh, and then uh, businesses, to stay afloat and to stay alive, uh, they need to focus on uh, retaining the customers that are already with them and not uh, so much on growth or acquisition. Uh, it's just, uh, like, yes, definitely you still uh, should uh, continue acquiring customers, but uh, retaining as much as possible from those customers that you uh, acquired it, it makes sense because actually uh, it's going to uh, ensure that your business stays afloat even if you stop acquiring new customers for yeah. some reason. Yeah, yeah, that's that's wonderful advice. Well, Irina, thanks so much for joining. Uh, for those listening, what's the best way for them to keep up with what you're doing? Uh, I believe uh, they should visit uh, trackmage.com. Uh, that's uh, our uh, website. Uh, currently, we are redesigning and it's going to be uh, really awesome uh, once we're all out. Nice. So, trackmage.com. Wonderful. Well, again, I'd like to thank Irina Padovnaya, founder of TrackMage, for joining the show. Thanks for listening to the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom. Talk with you next week. Thanks again for listening to the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom podcast, brought to you by Tech Systems. 
If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.theagilebrand.show. To get a copy of my latest book, Meaningful Measurement of the Customer Experience, visit my website at gregkillstrom.com. Until next week, stay agile.